Who is the richest person that's ever lived? It's not Elon Musk or Rockefeller or Caesar Augustus. The richest person who's ever lived was Adam. When God created Adam, everything was him. He had all the gold of the world, all the jewels, all the land. It all belonged to him. I was reflecting on that this morning. Imagine if you had everything in the world, but you were the only person. Something was missing. God said, it is not good for man to be alone. And so God created Eve. And at last, Adam cried out, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. From the beginning of the Bible, we see we are made not for things, but for relationships. All of us were made to be in relationship with God and one another. And so the Bible begins with a marriage, the marriage of Adam and Eve. And you know the Bible actually ends with the marriage, the wedding feast of the Lamb, where Christ, the new Adam, weds his bride, the church. And so the bookends of the Bible are marriage, and the story of the Bible is a love story about how God wants to wed his people. Marriage is the number one image in the Bible of God's love for his people. And so... In the parable today in the gospel, Jesus says the kingdom of God is like a wedding feast. Three ways I want to describe God's love for us. Presence, sacrifice, and communion. First, love is expressed by presence. When we love someone, we want to be with them. We want to be with our beloved. And so God so loved the world, he wanted to draw close to us. That's what we celebrate at Christmas, that God became man and in the person of Jesus. God visited his people. He drew close to us. Now we hear this and we think, wow, wouldn't it have been neat if I lived back when Jesus walked the earth? But actually, that would make it much difficult. To encounter Jesus. Imagine if we had to travel to Jerusalem to meet Jesus. Right now, there's nobody going to Jerusalem. We need to pray for the Holy Land. We have it much better because now to the power of the Holy Spirit, Christ is everywhere and present to us. And in a unique and particular way, Jesus is here. Body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, the real presence of the Lord is here with us. Now, we in turn express our love for Jesus by our presence. The gospel today is an invitation. We're all invited to the wedding banquet. Now the choice is ours. Are we going to be present? You're present here today because you love the Lord. Half of the spiritual battle is just showing up, whether it's mass or prayer. Being present to God is the way we show our love. Now, let's be honest. Do we always feel like being present? Do we always feel like coming to Mass? No. Parents, you can relate to this. Do you always feel like going to your child's soccer game or their dentist appointment or their concert? No, but you're present because you love them. Well, today we're kicking off our 2024 stewardship renewal of time, talent, and treasure. Growing up, when I came to Sunday Mass, I thought, oh, okay, it's Stewardship Sunday. <laughs> look, look at your stewardship as a way that you're expressing your love for God. 
and that you're living your discipleship. So in the meal this week, you're going to receive your 2024 Stewardship of Time, Talent, and Treasure. Pray about it. Fill it out. Bring it back to Mass next Sunday. You can mail it in. You can fill it out online. Begin with Stewardship of Time and reflect on how can I commit to being present to God? Recommit to the Sunday Mass, to Mass on Holy Days. Commit to being present to God in your prayer. Second love is expressed by sacrifice, right? There's no greater love than this than to lay down your life for another. So we see in the sacrifice of Jesus, his love for us, his total self-gift. Every time now that we gather to celebrate the Mass, we're celebrating Christ's triumph of love, his sacrifice for the salvation of the world. It's represented to us at every Mass, made present anew. In the liturgy of the Eucharist, we are kneeling at Calvary where Jesus sacrificed himself. And we are participating now in the one perfect act of worship, Jesus' total self-offering to the Father. Love is expressed by sacrifice and self-donation. That's why Jesus says, this is my body given up, poured out for you. Now, love involves a mutual self-giving. So Christ has given us everything. He's given us his life. And we, in turn, are called to make an offering of our lives back to God, offering ourselves to him who gave himself for us. At our fall convocation for all the priests, we have continuing at every year. This year it was focused on the Eucharist, and Dr. Feingold was our presenter And he said, you know, we have to reawaken Catholics to the fact that when we come to Mass, we're here to make an offering. We focus on what we get, on what we're receiving. That's very important. We're receiving the Lord. But we're also here making an offering to God. See, love involves this mutual self-offering. So, what are we here to offer? God wants everything. We're here to offer our lives, our joys, our sorrow, our pain, our brokenness, our weakness, our time, our talent, our treasure, everything. It's all a gift from God. And we come to Mass and say, Lord, I'm offering my life back to you for all you've given to me. One way we do this is through our stewardship. And so when you get the form this week, reflect on it. What are my gifts and talents, and how can I make that offering back to God to build up the kingdom? See your financial contribution as a representation of your very livelihood. I'm making an offering to God through my finances. As a good guideline, we encourage tithing, giving 10% to God, and we break it down 5% to the parish, 4% to charities of your own choosing, and 1% to the Archbishop's call to share. Be generous in your offering because Jesus is generous to us. Jesus literally puts his life in our hands at the Mass in Holy Communion. We're to be generous in offering back to God. You know, there's a parable about the Irish farmers where the farmers and their potato harvest would keep the big potatoes for themselves and they would plant the little small potatoes as seed for the next harvest. Well, over time, nature ran its course. 
And the only thing yielded were these little potatoes about the size of marbles. And so the Irish learned this bitter lesson. That if we keep the best for ourselves and simply give the leftovers, we're left with nothing more than marbles. We want to be generous in our gift to God. I want to point to three moments in the Mass where we're really making this offering of our life to God. First, the offertory. When the offertory gifts are brought up, the bread, the wine, the water, the collection... Really make this an offering of your life. These represent our livelihood. I'm joining myself to these gifts being offered to God. And in just a moment, Father Edward will will say, May my sacrifice in yours be acceptable to you, God. And then he's going to say, lift up your hearts. We say, we lift them up to the Lord. So it's at the offertory. I'm offering myself to God. A second moment in the Mass where we make this offering is at the consecration when the priest lifts up the body and blood of Jesus. Really make that a moment of prayer where you're saying, okay, Lord, I join myself to you, Jesus, in offering myself to the Father. And finally, at the end of the Eucharistic prayer, again, when the priest holds up Jesus and says, through him, with him, in him. Consciously say, Jesus, I join myself to you in offering all that I am to you, Father. Three moments in the Mass we make this offering. Just another way I want to share that we're going to have to offer ourselves collectively to God is the sisters here at our parish are going to lead us in a total consecration to Jesus through Mary on December 8th. To prepare for this on Sunday, November 5th, We're going to begin a 33-day period of preparation and prayer. We're all going to be invited to join in this prayer as we, together as a parish, offer ourselves totally to Jesus through Mary. And let me tell you, as a parish, when we all offer our lives to God in this way, we are going to reap so much abundant grace back to us. Finally, love is expressed by communion. Okay, when two people love each other, this mutual self-giving leads to holy communion. It leads to union. In marriage, the two become one. And when two people become one, they share everything with each other. Now, we get the better end of the deal. Okay, I don't have a whole lot I can really offer to God. But Jesus accepts my little offering. And what do I receive in return? A very share in his divine life. When we receive Holy Communion, we're receiving the very life of Jesus. We become, as the Bible says, partakers of the divine nature. We're divinized. This is what Christ wants to do for his bride. This is how we express love. Presence. See in your spiritual renewal. I'm making a commitment now of my presence, my worship to God, my prayer. Sacrifice. See your offering as a way you're offering your life back to God for all he's given you and me. And finally, communion. Let's renew our commitment to live our lives in communion with Jesus.